This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50-plus in your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And that's what we're going to talk about today, growth, just growth. We want to, we want to grow our money. But there's two ways you can actually grow your money. Uh, one way is you could have companies that pay you a dividend, and they can grow that dividend. So say, for instance, you have a company, and you paid $50 a share, and they pay you $1.20 in dividends. The next year, they give you the same company, gives you $1.30 in dividends. And the next year, they give you $1.70 in dividends. Then the next year, they give you $2 in dividends. That's called dividend growth. So when you look at a company, you're looking at the cash flow that they produce. Are they able to continually give you more and more money? That's called dividend growth. And if you focus on those kinds of companies, forget about the price of the company right now. If you focus on those kinds of companies, and they can continually give you more money, it's our mandate here, and my, I built our practice over 28 years on this, is that if you follow those companies that can continue to give you more money, the stock price will go up because they're producing so much cash flow and giving you out so much money. They have been making money to be able to do that. And they're companies that have great value to them at the same time and great you know, governance and all of those types of things to be able to produce these kinds of cash flows on a steady basis. So I'm going to talk about why dividend growth um, is a timeless strategy. And we have a handout for you too with ideas on companies that have given you dividend growth. So stay tuned for that. And I'll tell you all about that handout a little bit later. But we also have um, Chris Mahaney coming on and he's from uh, BMO Asset Management. He's going to talk about what areas that you can invest in today to get straight growth. So we've been talking on this show, you know, endlessly about income and, it, and it's a tremendous time for those um, of you out there to get income from your investments. But today we want to focus a little bit different on how you can, if you have a core of income and core of dividend growth companies, if you branch out a little bit, where can you get some growth? And that's going to get you, you know, over the hump here and get you some great returns. Because, hey, you know, at the end of the day, what we talk about here on the show is if you're going to invest money, you're investing money to make money, right? That's the whole idea. If I'm going to invest, I want to make money. And that's what we do here on the show. So stay right there because I'm going to talk about a dividend growth strategy that's timeless. I'm Richard Infantino and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money. And uh, what we want to talk about again today on the show is uh, we're talking about growth. But in this particular segment, we're going to talk about dividend growth. And it's a... I call it the timeless strategy because it's, it's, it's always worked. And what you, you do is just you have to have focus on the right kinds of companies. So what kinds of companies? You want to look at uh, companies when you're analyzing them. They have a strong balance sheet. Uh, they have to have good, really good management. 
And then they have to have like a commitment to return profits to shareholders. Think about this in a business. You make revenue. So you sell your product, you have expenses, and then you have leftover money. That's your, that's your profit at the end of the day. What do you do with that profit? So the idea behind these kinds of companies are such great cash flow companies and they're, they're so profitable that they have this set amount of money that they can distribute to the owners of the company, which are called the share owners. And then they have a mandate each year to give them a little bit more. And that's what you're going to focus on. So that's the, the essence of what a dividend grower is. And if you have that, then again, like we said at the beginning of the show, the stock price will follow that. So you're looking for companies that are, that are great quality in terms of the product that they have and they've had it for a long time. And then you also have, um, you know, like dividend and they have companies where they have this kind of a competitive advantage in their business that they've been able to produce over these years. And you can identify that. And that's the key two things that you're looking for. The other thing that's really interesting about this and why we focus on this, and you got to remember, we've built our business, we've built our practice on uh, these kinds of companies over the years. And, you know, when you look at it and just take, for example, the, the numbers that we have are from the U.S., of course, and they have... Um, companies called dividend aristocrats, and they have raised their dividends for longer than what's happened here in Canada. And when we focus on that, we, we put together portfolios for clients that have Canadian and U.S., and there's lots of companies in Canada that have raised their dividend for the last five and 10 years, but there's companies in the United States that have raised their dividend the last five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 years in a row. They've given you more and more money. Great companies have done that. Think about this. We, we ha- I have a client that we just looked at his portfolio. He put $10,000 into a, a dividend grower in, in 2005. And that dividend grower and that pool of dividend growth companies is $61,000 as of this year. So that's pretty good. You know, you got to remember that's over uh, 18 years, but the money has grown dramatically, six times the money, 600% over those, uh, over those years. Just having a dividend high-quality dividend growth companies. The other thing that's real important about um, these kinds of companies is when the market goes down, say it goes down 10%, this kind of portfolio is called a, a you know upside-downside capture. That's how we do it in, in our, our language. It only goes down about 75%. So say, for instance, the, the market goes down 10%, then your portfolio would go down 7.5%. So it doesn't go down as much as the whole market would go down. But it also captures on the on the upside, it captures about 95% of the, the upside. So if the market goes up 10%, these companies will go up 9.5%. But then you add the dividend on top, and that's what puts it over the top in terms of outperforming the markets over the years. So, um, so if you look at it, these companies that give you growth and give you you know, they're called dividend aristocrats in the United States. Our portfolio, we focus on them here in Canada and United, in the United States. You know, at the, at the end of the day, they've been able to outperform the market over the, over the long term. So if you look at just having those companies compared to the general market, I can show you charts and we've uh, shown them, you know, for 20 years now in, in uh, investor meetings that they've outperformed, uh, you know, the general market. So you want companies and if you're at or near to retirement, it's a classic place to be because you can get a great dividend there today too. And um, so now I'm getting a dividend that I need for my portfolio. I need the income that I have. It's going to grow. It's going to keep pace with inflation and the company's going to make me some money today. So it has everything that you need in terms of investing money. You just have to focus on the right companies and be able to pick them out. And we have a, a great handout for that. It's called the 
you know, why we call dividend growth a timeless strategy. And it goes into all of these types of things that you're, that's important to you when you're looking at it. So what are the hallmarks? It gives you an explanation of that. What is quality? How do you know what a quality company is? How do you manage money quantitatively? And that's in our language. Again, it's called quants. And how do you look at the numbers? How do you look at cash flows? How do you look at the balance sheet? How do you look at income statements? What are the hallmarks of quality? So we give you a, a breakdown of that. Why is it all weather performance? Why does it do well when things are not doing so well? And why does it continue to be able to compete even when things are going good? They can make some money on top of that too. So it's all weather performance that you want. Um, and you're focusing on you know getting income, which when you're at or close to retirement or in retirement, that's what you need. So you have the focus in the right place, in the proper place that you should have while you're retired. So at the end of the day, um, you just need to know how to get those companies. So we've put together a brochure on that, and it goes through all of that information, plus it gives you, you know, um, 10 of the companies that we think right now, So because we're doing in the, you know, the show this week, um, that would fit all of those criteria and that you could take a look at. So if you're interested in that kind of thing and you want to add dividend growers to your portfolio, I think you should. If you're at or near to retirement, this is where your focus should be. Uh, just give Dominic a call now, one 866 891-2637. That's one 891 2637 And what you're asking, uh, Dominique, for is, is why dividend growth is a timeless strategy. So that's what we called it, and it's going to give you all the breakdown of all of those different sectors, plus give you ideas on some of the companies that fit all of those criteria. And some of them, when you, when you look at them, you're going to see some Canadian companies in there, and you're going to see some U.S. companies in there as well. So two kinds of um, focuses because Canada's market is a little bit different than what's happening in the United States, but together they're going to give you a diversified uh, group of companies that you can fit into uh, all the portfolios uh, that are out there today. So take a look at those. So again, the number is one 891 2637 It's called Why Dividend Growth is a Timeless Strategy. What if you want just straight growth? Like when, when you're looking at growth and income, growth is if I invest $100, I want it to grow to $120. That's straight growth. You get a dividend on top of that, and that's why dividend growth is one focus. But what if I just want straight growth where if I focus there, I want to get outsized returns. I don't, I'm not interested in making 3 or 4 or 5%. I want higher returns, potential to make uh, bigger money. So where are the best areas to do that? Stay right there because uh, Chris Mahaney, he's a portfolio manager with BMO Global Asset Management, is going to join us to give us his best ideas. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money. And joining us now is Chris McHaney. He's a portfolio manager at BMO Global Asset Management. Hey, good morning, Chris. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today. Thanks, Richard. Glad to be here. You know, um, market conditions here today is, is interesting because we've had a market that's done pretty well, kind of pulling back the last uh, couple of days here. And the earnings cycle has kind of uh, kept pace. So um, when you're looking at all of that, and I know you guys uh, manage money in every kind of sector around the world, where's the best place to put new money to work today? Yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, as you said, um, you know, I think a lot of investors are kind of waiting to see signs of this economic slowdown. Um, obviously, central banks are trying to engineer that. You know, not necessarily engineering a recession, but engineering a slowdown in economic activity. And we just haven't seen much evidence of that. So it's it's an interesting time in the markets. 
um, a lot of people calling for that recession, but but uh, equities continue to grind higher. So, you know, I think um, when you take a look at things like the S&P 500 and broad benchmarks, you know, we have seen that rally um, year to date, as we've been talking about, maybe some concerns about valuation there. Um, and so, you know, looking to other areas, but still getting that equity market growth, um, something like a quality factor type of uh, exposure. Um, you know, we offer a few of these here at BMO, whether that be uh, U.S. equities or European equities. Um, it's, you know, kind of broad equity market that gives you that growth exposure, but is tilted towards what we call quality companies. And so, you know, the things that really work there or that we're looking for there are, um, you know, low levels of debt to equity. Um, so companies that don't rely on borrowing um, as well as consistent earnings streams. So a more consistency and, and predictability um, in those earnings uh, from quarter to quarter. And then lastly, high return on equity or ROE. Um, and so when you factor in those type of things and, and build a portfolio around that, you get a, a quality-oriented uh, portfolio that, again, can participate in growth. But should we see that economic slowdown start to come to fruition, so to speak, um, You'll you'll be able to you know have companies that are able to better weather the storm, so to speak, um, when that economic slowdown does happen. Yeah. So is is your firm like forecasting that in the in the near future, or is it something that still remains to be seen if it's going to happen at all? Yeah, I think the base case is not for a recession, or if there is one, it should be a short slash mild recession. And, you know, it's looking like that maybe won't be coming until, you know, early 2024. You know, maybe um, we could still see signs before the end of the year comes uh, here in 2023. But, um, you know, the expectation is that if there is a slowdown, it's probably a little bit further into the future. Yeah, you know, from our perspective, we've kind of seen these interest rates have indeed slowed things down. You could see inflation coming down, I think, from what I see in the general public with you know, what's happening out there with, um, you know, some small companies and people kind of pulling back on some expenditures in certain areas. Yep. Yeah. So we've we've kind of seen some of those those signs start to start to take hold. Um, you know, like I said, we haven't really seen that affect earnings or anything yet. Consumer yeah. still looks like uh, in good shape. Um, but, you know, certainly I think, you know, looking down a few quarters, um, you know, these higher interest rates need time to kind of work their way through the economy. Um, and then you might start to see some signs of uh, slowdown or weakness. Yeah, so um, when, when you're looking at that and you say, okay, I, I feel that we're in a position here where the market can continue, and that's been our, on this particular show, that's what our forecast is, that by the end of the year, things will be higher than they are today. So given that, uh, if you're looking to add some growth to your portfolio, what areas would offer that now? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, even... Um, that quality tilted portfolio I was talking about um, does offer that growth potential, albeit a little bit uh, slightly more defensive than maybe the broad index. If you're looking for growth potential over and above, um, you know, what the broad market might give you, of course, looking to areas like the NASDAQ, right, um, uh, are, are a great area, a great source of growth potential, um, not just in the technology companies that are in there, which it largely is, but in some of the other industries as well. Um, some of those tech-like companies that might be classified as other sectors um, reside in that NASDAQ as well. So, you know, if you take a look, at, if you're looking at ETFs, ticker ZNQ offers that unhedged 
exposure to the NASDAQ, or if you want to hedge your currency exposure, ZQQ would be the one to look at there. And we think, you know, just, you know, as I was talking about quality companies, a lot of the large cap tech companies that make up the NASDAQ also qualify for that quality-oriented um, company. You know, if you think about companies like Apple, Microsoft, even Meta, um, Alphabet slash Google, these are large cap companies that can generate a lot of cash flow just off of their existing businesses, not necessarily, um, you know, even thinking about AI and all these other add-ons that will provide that super growth potential going forward. Just in the current businesses they have, they have that high level of cash flow generation. Um, and so, you know, we think that's a great area for growth potential, you know, for investors that want uh, an even longer term horizon um, with a smaller allocation into the portfolio. You can look at these ARC innovation, um, you know, really growth oriented uh, solutions. And we have a couple of those as well. Um, that's really, again, more for a, a really long term sort of uh, investment horizon with that innovation focus. Um, that we see, you know, potentially working its way through many sectors uh, in the economy. But uh, so NASDAQ for your core growth, um, those innovation funds for maybe a satellite or, or longer term growth potential, uh, we think make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like um, another area that where you could get some some growth that people haven't really ventured down, they kind of make money on the larger companies, but then move your way down into mid cap and smaller companies in the portfolios that do you guys have offerings around that that have been uh, starting to do well? Yeah, yeah, we do. And, you know, it, it is um, a great area to look at. You know, when we talk about um, large cap, mid cap, small cap, you know, I think most investors are familiar with the S&P 500. Um, you know, that's really just the large cap component of the U.S. equity market. So think of companies that are maybe uh, $10 billion in terms of market cap and higher. That's going to make its way into that sort of S&P 500 exposure. Um, mid cap would be, you know, under 10 billion and probably above around $2 billion in terms of market cap size or, or company size. Um, so that's your mid range. And then the small cap, obviously below $2 billion would make up the rest of it. Um, and so that is an area that investors have not focused on as much. And again, when we talk about valuations, we've seen the S&P 500 really do well um, this year. And, you know, maybe, again, maybe concerns around valuations those mid and small cap companies, so, you know, ZMID, ZMID is the mid cap uh, index exposure and ZFML uh, for small cap exposure, those um, indices and, and ETFs haven't done quite as well uh, as the large cap. And so for investors that want that growth potential, you know, certainly over the long, long term, mid and small cap show to outperform on the growth side. Um, and for investors that want that growth and, again, are concerned a little bit about how far the S&P has come up this year, the S&P 500, that is, um, you know, taking some of that exposure and moving it down the, the market cap spectrum into those mid and small caps, we think, also make a lot of sense and also provide that growth potential um, that, that, that we're talking about. Yeah, if you're investing money, would it, would it make sense to say you had a small amount of money, $10,000, and you wanted some exposure to growth would it make sense to have like the half of it in mid and half of it in small is that a good idea to do it or pick one or the other yeah no i think that's a good way to do it um you know i think the way we think about it is um you know those really large cap companies they're going to have global exposure right so a lot of their business um is global in nature um so if you're okay on the prospects for global growth stick to the large caps the small caps on the other end of the spectrum 
um, are more domestically focused. And so if you think the U.S. is really going to continue to be the driver of economic growth, those small caps will be the ones that benefit the most. And then the mid caps are kind of in between, right? They have that domestic oriented focus, but a lot of their domestic customers are those large cap companies that have global exposure, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so the mid cap really plays a little bit of both sides. And so I think it does make sense to have a little bit of both of those exposures. And, you know, if you have, a, again, a particular view on whether it's going to be global growth or, or U.S. centric, that might tilt, um, you know, help you tilt which way you're going to go. Yeah, those are a couple of great ideas. I know you're busy, Chris. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today on the show. Yeah, certainly. Glad to be here. Yeah, and continue success with all of your uh, ETFs there at BMO. Great. Thank you very much. All right. You guys take care. Bye. Take care. Okay, that was Chris McKinney. He's a portfolio manager at BMO Global Asset Management. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by BMO Global Asset Management. Well, we got about two minutes left, and uh, folks, if you're, if you're interested in um, getting a second opinion, we have a service that's called our second opinion service, of course, and uh, gives you some real um, good peace of mind about your investment portfolio if you want to go through the process. There's no cost or obligation. And basically, there's three steps that we use at RBC Dominion Securities. Number one is we listen to you and listen to what your goals and objectives are. Number two, we create an investment policy uh, statement that kind of fits the investments that would fit to your investment goals and your um, uh, objectives of what you want to do in life and what you want to do through retirement and uh, kind of match up the portfolio with that. And then we take... um, we give you basically a comprehensive analysis of what you have and uh, give you ideas on those goals and objectives that you have. If any of those things need to be changed, the, the kinds of things that should should change um, in your portfolio to, to meet all of that. And uh, we do it all in written form and put it all together. So we go through those steps, give you a written proposal. You can read the written proposal. There's no cost and our obligation to uh, do that. And uh, hopefully it gives you some real peace of mind that you're in the right investments or there's some opportunity for you to, uh, you know, enhance things a little bit. So if you'd like to do that, just give Dominic a call. We got time, you know, now into August and into September. We have some time to do these. So give her a call, 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891-2637. She'll send you out a a two-pager, which is called the Complimentary Second Opinion Service, and it goes through the process that we have. And then you can read that over. And if you'd like to uh, set up a time to do that, either uh, virtually or over the phone or in person, we can set that up. So the number, 1-866-891-2637 for the complimentary second opinion service. You guys have a great week. And we'll see you all right back here next Sunday at 10 a.m. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.